Hello, welcome to Aussie Tells All, great podcast from Northwest Sports. Today we talked Wazoo football over the weekend. They beat um, Oregon State by big margin. Welcome again, Scott, to the program. Thank you very much, Ozzy. It's a glorious day. 3-0 for the first time since 2005 with an opportunity to go 4-0 this week and uh, do for the uh, first time since 2001. So life is good. Congratulations. That's, uh, that's great. It feels, it feels great. I'll tell you, it feels, it feels wonderful. Um, feels like yeah. a weight has been lifted. Absolutely. Talk about your thoughts on the big win over Oregon State over the weekend. My thoughts are it feels good to steamroll a Pac-12 opponent uh, whenever possible. The beginning mm-hmm. of the game, I was hoping that they would be able to put the pedal down a little bit more. Uh, but as uh, as Luke Falk uh, you know, looked a little rusty at first, he surely uh, uh, shook it all off before halftime and ended up with four touchdown passes going into the break and uh, just never looked back from there. Um, would have liked to have seen a little bit more designed run plays. I think they only had 13 designed run plays uh, for yeah. their running backs. But, uh, you know, in true Mike Leach fashion, uh, he saw a weakness and he exploited it, and our receivers uh, showed up. So, um, you know, in the injury front, uh, I was a little, a little sad to see Peyton Pelluer go down for the season. Um, he's the heart and soul yeah. of that defense. But uh, overall, uh, very, very happy with a, with a decisive Pac-12 victory. Very nice. Um, before we get into the game and everything, um, you talked about last week that Pullman had uh, motels, hotels in Pullman. What else does Pullman have to, have to offer besides uh, the the campus? Well, the the, the metropolis of, of Pullman, Washington, also plays host to a, a large corporation um, that uh, oh Schweitzer, Schweitzer Engineering. Uh, they have a, just oh, okay. uh, about two about two thousand employees. Um, and they've got three shifts that runs about 24 hours a day. So uh, that's, a, mm-hmm. that's a, a huge, uh, huge boost to the economy down there. Um, they've got a, mm-hmm. an incredible uh, animal, animal science and food science, um, uh, I guess, refuge down there uh, for, for animals. We've got mm-hmm. a, a bear, bear enclosure. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, there's all the things of a small town feel, but uh, we've got a lot of really yeah. cool college town things as well. That's cool. Um, now, do you think the Beavers and the, and the Cougars have a bad blood? Because I thought that fights break out in the game. Yeah, I think that it just has to do mostly with their their back being against the wall. I mean, Oregon State uh, came in at one and two, and of course, you don't never want to go one and three. Uh, and so, I think they were just trying their their hardest. Uh, the Cougs weren't weren't willing to take any crap from anybody, and it's just kind of turned into one of those things where you get a little scuffle here and there. People start talking, and uh, and that's that's kind of what you had. So I, I think it's a little bit of bad blood, but I think that happens anytime uh, two two teams uh, play each other with one having uh, everything to lose and and and, uh, and one ha- the other having uh, nothing to gain. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, talk about the big days by uh, Tavares Martin Jr. and. Um, Johnson Mack, great Isaiah, all around. Isaiah Johnson Mack, the Belglade, Florida connection. Uh, both guys being from Belglade, <laughs> Florida. They, uh, I, I was really happy for them because I, I've been thinking that they were due for a breakout game here, uh, each of them respectively. And, and of course, uh, Tavares Martin with the three touchdowns and nearly 200 yards receiving. And, and I think uh, Johnson Mack yeah. had somewhere around eight or nine catches. And uh, I just was glad to see that they not only uh, – 
made the catches that they were supposed to, but they, you know, made plays uh, in space, uh, held onto the balls that, uh, you know, sometimes that they, they might've uh, dropped. And um, yeah, I, I, I was really happy to see the receiving core as, as a whole kind of show out too, just because uh, in, in the weeks past, I don't think they really helped Luke as much as they could have, but happy to see those Florida boys uh, coming to play. Yeah. Yeah. Now, would you say Luke Falk's pretty smart quarterback, smart guy all all around? Yeah, I well, he's a, he, not knowing him personally. I will say uh, my yeah. my perception is that he is a smart quarterback. He's very quiet, and so as a as a quiet quarterback, you think, oh, he's probably a smart guy. I, I don't know that yeah. personally, but uh, <laughs> running that running the Mike Leach offense for four years, you're probably uh, generally smarter than than say me. <laughs> Here's why I ask. Um, he throws tomorrow in the zone end zone, which caused a safety to happen. What, what was he thinking in that play there? That's a, that's a good question because I think there's sometimes where even the smartest quarterbacks have little hiccups or brain parts, and they might lose where where they are in the field and and really not understand uh, things sometimes. And so, yeah, there, you could definitely point to that situation and, and shoot that uh, that interception he threw the week before against Boise State inside the ten yard line. Uh, just as some some mental mistakes, so uh, I I wouldn't chalk it up to anything other than just being a, a small blip on the radar, though. Okay. Now, do you think that Wazoo and Florida Gators have a rivalry going? Because I've seen the last couple games here, Wazoo fans doing the chomp chomp. On my Gators, <laughs> my Gators are doing the same thing. What do you think about those about that? Similar well, the, to that. Yeah, WSU's been doing that since uh, since at least the early 90s when I started going to games, and they probably did even a little bit before that. Uh, they obviously probably took a little bit a little bit of that from from Florida, but um, you know it's mm-hmm. it's all it's all the same it, in college football. Yeah. Uh, and in pro football, people steal things all the time from each other. You know, the, you take a look at the 12th man of uh, of Texas A&M and, yeah. and what uh, the Seahawks do with uh, calling themselves the 12th man. So. I think everybody kind of borrows yeah. things and takes things and takes liberties. So if, hey, if, if that means uh, there's a rivalry, that means uh, WSU football is uh, somewhat relevant, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, how good is or how good will Matt be by the end of his career? Uh, I'm sorry, who? Uh, Johnson Mack. Oh, Isaiah Johnson Mack. Yeah, I I think the, the sky's yeah. the limit for him. Uh, he's he's a big bodied guy. Uh, does he's uh, got a great body control, um, and, and I think that you, you say that a lot of times about big big time receivers and, and whatnot. Like uh, I, I always kind of look at the uh, the Oklahoma State court, or, uh, receivers, Des Bryant and uh, Blackman before him, and, and I think that he has the the potential to kind of put up those huge numbers that uh, Vince Maley did a few years back and, and get a shot in the NFL now as a tight end. Uh, I think he, he could be some of the best uh, that to, to ever uh, come through WSU, but he has yet to put it together. I'm hoping that this, uh, the rest of his sophomore year, he kind of uh, really puts together a great campaign and, and continues to grow. And I think that the biggest thing for a Mike Leach receiver and getting the opportunities that they do is to continue to, to show well in, uh, in practice. So if he shows well in practice, mm-hmm. he's going to get every opportunity to catch uh, eight, nine, ten uh, passes uh, per game. He's only a sophomore, huh? Yes. Yes. Wow, that's that's impressive. Um, last week, talking about uh, you're talking about uh, about Nall from Nall from uh, Oregon State. 
Um, now, he had a big game, Boston Wrecking Ball, Ryan Wrecking Ball and all. He had, uh, 100, he had 121, 118 yards and 12 rushes and six yards uh, receiving. Your thoughts on his all-around all game on Saturday afternoon? Well, he was the one guy that really worried me uh, last week and in, in coming into yeah. that game um, because the wrecking Nall, he uh, he's just a big bruising guy and, and he can he's a one cut kind of guy and uh, once he puts his foot in the ground and goes forward, he's he's not really going backwards a whole bunch and uh, he he broke up sure, which kind of scared me uh, and of course he he had mm-hmm. a, he had a fairly good game this time but they just got down by so much so quick that they couldn't really. Uh, rely on the running game to to keep it going, so that's why he only got 12 rushes. But yeah, I mean, he's that's why he's my favorite running. Not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Here, um, how big ball of balls does Mike Beach have by going fourth and goal, um, like early in the game and getting a touchdown? As a fan, I think you, you gotta you gotta love it and you gotta hate it at the same time. You love it when it works, you hate it when it doesn't work. But it also puts a lot of pressure on the defense, and not only that, but it for, forces the other coach to to be able to think fast because a lot of times when you see that fourth down, you uh, you keep your defense on the field, and. Um, to burn time out as well. So when you, when you think about it in terms of um, you know the, of all the things that could happen, uh, most times coaches do burn a, a timeout so that they have one less to play with. Yeah, absolutely. If Thunder rolls around in Spokane outside here, um, the dagger for me, I thought, was when the Beavers fumbled the ball, mishandled the punt, led to a touchdown for the Cougars. Do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. And there's also a, a long Tavares Martin touchdown. I think it was a 57 yarder. Yeah, it's uh, gosh, there, there's there's a few different plays that you can that you can point to, and and obviously the the Pippins uh, hit on the quarterback, and then Frankie Louvu picking it up and scoring. That was kind of a, the, the last touchdown there. But um, yeah, I, I think yeah. That I, I would I would agree that, that was probably the dagger right there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, your thoughts on Luke Falk? Four first half touchdown passes in the first half. Four of them. Four is never an easy number to, to get in an entire game. So when you get four and a half, that's obviously impressive. And like I say, you know, I, I think he, he might have started out maybe a little hesitant still, uh, still a little gun shy, but he uh, he certainly pulled it together the rest of the half and started getting guys uh, where he wanted them to. And I was pr- I was really proud of Luke for for taking some more shots down the field instead of just you know being yeah. checked down Charlie. And uh, and doing all the all the safe things, he he really uh, pushed it. And and as you can see, you know, six touchdowns at the end of the game and four in the first half. It never never looks bad. Yeah. Um, now you're more close to that that team than I am, obviously. But do you think last week against Boise State was was performance based, or do you think or do you think he's actually, he's actually hurt and then or was he benched the whole game because he wasn't playing well? Well, I think he did pass the concussion protocol towards the end of the game. I just think that uh, that Leach wanted to give uh, give the, the team a shot in the arm, and and Helinski did bring that. Okay. Uh, but but I think that uh, you know Luke obviously has has earned his uh, his starts and earned his stripes yeah. uh, to, to this point in his career, so he deserves to go back in there. But you know, just like anybody who's not performing in their job, uh, sometimes you got to be sat mm-hmm. down and, and give it a little discipline um, to to kind of light a fire under you. Yeah, talk to me about the mental um, 
instability for Luke Falk to come back with a strong game after having a probably first game of his career that, that I've seen myself, actually. I think he's got a really strong mental game, to be honest, uh, and you can see it in, in several of the other Pac-12 games that he's played in his career and uh, some of the other games where they've been down by, you know, 17 to 21 points to be able to uh, continuously pull the team back together. Uh, and obviously it was Holinsky that gets credit for the, for the win last, uh, last week and pulling the team back. But, um, you know, there's a never, never say die mentality with Luke. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's part of being a, a, a part of a, of a, you know, three sibling family and, and having to fight for things. And, and uh, just like you fight for your teammates, you just got to be able to be strong enough to, to pull it all together in the end. And that's exactly what he's done. Absolutely. I hear you. Now, my thoughts were I saw um, the receiver for the, for the uh, sorry, not Huskies, um, Cougars, um, were blocking r- r- really well. Does Leach preach that, or is it just in the, they, they, they do, on, do on their own? They block really well, I saw. So, they, yeah. they've get, they, it, it's, a, it's a requirement. It's a prerequisite in the Mike Leach offense to be able to block well. And that's one of the things that Leach has always said, that uh, you know, the receivers that ended up going to play in the NFL – I've got to be able to block. And that's one of the things that he said about Michael Crabtree that he did best is that he brought it during practice. He blocked well for his teammates. And then that's what ultimately led to more playing time early and often in Mike, uh, Michael Crabtree's career. Uh, but then you also see it uh, in what he preaches on the next level too. Uh, receiving Receivers that can block in the NFL are, are a hot commodity. And just like a running back who can, who can stay in the backfield and block, you, you have to be able to provide – uh, the extra time you got to be able to, to spring guys loose, and, and that's uh, that's not by not by happenstance. It's by technique and and uh, by by practice. So yeah, that's definitely something that they 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 preach. Absolutely. Now, WSU had a big victory, obviously, but there's something that's, you don't always fix up here. So your thoughts on this year? So Washington State they got still go blocked, couldn't get in the end zone, and they had four chances of first and goal. I'm not sure it was pretty close there. Um, is this something to be concerned about going forward? I think any time that you don't have a, a great red zone offense or, or punch it in every single time you get down there, it's always cause for concern. But I also I also know that, um, you know, the, the Mike Leach offense, when you spread people out, uh, you're going to have a, a hard time getting those uh, those tough one or two yards every now and then or, or you know, having going four or five receivers. Uh, getting guys in in uh, in a, such a short amount of space with all those defenders is always difficult. So yeah, I would say it is. It's it's always a concern or always something to think about moving forward. But um, you'd like to think that uh, things are going to uh, pan out in, in the end and, and be forever an optimist. So it doesn't always it doesn't always uh, lead to um, you know a lot, you get a lot of heartache if you don't uh, if you don't think that they're going to score or be able to score. So you just you might as well <laughs> think positive. Yeah, absolutely. Now, back-to-back weeks with Frankie Lulu making big, big-time plays. Thoughts on his, his so far his season so far? Yeah, I, I've been I've been very happy with, uh, with with his production and the way that he's been able to uh, reap the benefits of uh, of Hercules and, and Nandi Aguayo so far. Um, I, I think that he's just is taking that next uh, next step, and he's a big body guy and and uh, just somebody that uh, I, I really was was counting on and, and taking that next step forward. And we have some young guys. Uh, kind of pushing the older guys for for playing time, so I think that uh, that always helps. And uh, Frankie is is uh, is on the same trajectory that I think uh, Hercules uh, it, it was on as well, and could be a star for mm-hmm. the future. All right, now sophomore quarterback, the Spears, Jake Luton, 
former former Idaho, um, cards off in the field on Saturday afternoon. Um, hard to see that, um, but sports is family, and what makes sports that special? And give me moments your career that you thought of that may have happened to you like that a scary moment as well. You never, never want to see somebody go down, and especially somebody get carted off. And so I was very proud of the Cougar fans uh, uh, to give them a standing ovation and to, to just, you know, be, you know, fairly classy um, in terms of the, the way that, that uh, the crowd responded. I was very pleased with that. Um, that's, I mean, that, like you say, that, that is a, it's a, it's a weird, it's a weird thing in sports when somebody goes down and it uh, kind of rallies the, rallies the troops and makes you play the rest of the game for, for that guy or um, just, yeah, I guess, like you said, you know, football is family and you kind of come together and, and uh, really uh, kind of band together after that point. I, I, case in point for me uh, playing at Shadle Park uh-huh. is we had a running, running back in and I, and I want to say that they took him to the, took him to the hospital. Uh, uh-huh. I, yeah, I had a concussion as well, but can't remember if he went to the hospital or not, but we did, we, his, his future was uncertain. And so uh, we were getting our butts kicked by Mount Spokane and we made it a goal as, as a unit to go down and, and score a touchdown for Eli. And so we, um, we, yeah. we ended up doing that and, and we celebrated like we had won the game. And I think that pulled us to only being down by four touchdowns. So <laughs> we oh, you just, great. You, yeah. Yeah, well, and I think you might have been on the sidelines as well for that, Oz. But uh, yeah. yeah, it was yeah. It was, it was yeah. a it was a fun moment for us, but obviously scary for Eli. And then, of course, uh, my my friend Scott Malson was our tight end. Uh, he blew out his knee, yeah. and it just your your whole uh, demeanor whole yeah. demeanor changes when you see somebody's uh, you know career end on on a on a really just an yeah. unfortunate play. Yeah, it was a scary moment. I was there for that one too. I was devastated. Mm-hmm. Um, but your thoughts, though, on Luke Falk's 400-yard game, almost six touchdowns, just all-around performance, all-around for Luke Falk. Just very happy for him. Just very happy that he was able to put it together and not, uh, you know, they, they threw quite a few passes, um, but at the same time, they were they were hitting. They were getting first downs. They were just marching up and down the field. And, um, you know, he probably could have thrown for 10 touchdowns if they would just would have let it go a little bit more. Uh, but uh, obviously – uh, you'd like to see uh, to start the game uh, crisp and, and sound, and um, so that's that's what you can hope for for the future. So still, still some learning things for him uh, that I'm sure he's, he wants to get a little bit more crisp on, especially uh, not this week with Nevada, but uh, with USC coming to town on on Friday uh, the following week. Is uh, he'll, yeah. he'll want to get prime to break for that one? For sure. Now, Mike Leach pulled Luke Falk mid drive, four yards shy, 400 yards. What are your thoughts on that? Is that, is that the, the most Leach thing to do? <laughs> I think uh, I, I think Leach. Uh, he was he was just shy of uh, like say, just shy of 400 yards, and and Leach goes if I. Yeah. I think he said after the game if he had known that he was that close to 400 and that close to a record, he would have kept him in there and, and let him go for it. Oh, but okay. uh, you know, at, at yeah. that point when you're up by uh, multiple scores, you just you know you, you just want to keep your guy healthy, and and and, uh, and I'm sure that's what was uh, what he was thinking. All right. This next one is a little tongue-in-cheek action from me here, so bear with me here. Um, did Hercules Mata'afa take the day off, or I didn't see him at all that much on the field, or, or, or is never called at all? Yeah, no, he, he, had, he, I mean, he had a very quiet game. He had a very quiet game, but yeah. – uh, 
you know, I think, you know, just being able to keep the, the, offense, the, the offensive line in check and just be able to hold his blocks. I mean, he's going to be getting double, triple teams from, from time to time just because he is such a force on the line. Yeah. So it, it allows a guy like mm-hmm. Lubu to, to really shine. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. Uh, you, when you don't see his name in the, in the stat book very much, uh, you, you got to wonder if he made the trip, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know I saw his name in the, in the lineup, you know, first quarter, and it's like, where, where's he been? I don't, I don't know where he's yeah. been all, all game long, but – yeah, well, he's been living he, on Saturday. So yeah, so so far he's been living in the backfield on uh, on, on many uh, many occasions, and uh, yeah, this this time was a little different though. All right, last couple of minutes I have for you for you cut you loose here. Um, why didn't WSU commit to the run more often than than they, with all those great bats they have at, at in Pullman? Well, that's uh, that was the, the confusing part for me. You know, like I said, only 13 design runs for our running backs. Uh, I was hoping to see a little bit more. And I think you and I talked before the start of the season that we had hoped that uh, we would get more of a of a 50-50 split or you know something a little bit closer to a balanced offense. Um, but I think that in this in this case, you, you kind of you, you got to take the points. You got to take the yards where they'll, they'll give it to you. And whether or not the offensive line was opening holes or Luke just didn't see it. Um, that was uh, it was just a typical air raid offense where it was just early and often put in the air and, and let the guys go play. So scored uh, scored a bunch of points and and that's what you that's what you take. But I would like to see a little bit more running. All right, yeah, most definitely. Well, my last two things here. Um, is it weird that WC plays in a bat after playing the Pac-12 opener on Saturday? Yeah, I never, I never really liked that or, or thought the thought the Pac-12 or as, you know any, any conference that schedules conference games before the non-conference action is done. I, I've never understood that or, or liked it. Um, I would always prefer right. to play the three three non-conference games and then get into the conference schedule. Uh, but I, I remember a few years ago we played Stanford in the first game. Uh, there's there's always times where you play a team a little bit earlier than than you'd like to. And, and part of the reason why I, I, I like to play the non-conference games first is because you get your uh, you get your feet under you. You get you, you get to know who your your players are, where the you know what plays are are your go-to, and and uh, go from there. But uh, and then that way you can kind of save them for the games that really count, which is the Pac-12 games. So I I, don't, I would prefer they do it another way. Yeah. Um, what time is the game on Saturday? Uh, game this Saturday is at three o'clock. Great clock. Okay. Um, final thoughts on the game that happened, and also just with your power index and everything for Nevada. Yeah, never, never uh, sad about a 52 to 23 victory. Uh, came out of there um, with a relatively convincing victory. As I say, with uh, Peyton Fuller going down, that's the heart and soul of our defense. A middle linebacker got to rely on a on a uh, on a walk on senior Nate DeRider behind him. Uh, and then Mason Vineyard uh, coming up here is going to is going to play uh, play a lot more as well. So, um, and Jihad Woods is another linebacker to keep an eye on. He's a, he's also a freshman. But the uh, so you know I'm really happy with the, yeah, no 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 that those, those guys uh, all play for WSU. Those guys are going to be stepping in for Peyton Fuller and, and just kind of providing oh, some more depth okay. depth of the linebacker position. Uh, as far as Nevada is concerned, um, they we start out as a twenty point uh, twenty eight point. Uh, favorite uh, top power index has us at a, I believe it's a 97 percent or 96.7 percent. Oh. Um, Nevada comes in at 0 and 3. Um, yeah, yeah. Odds in your favor. They, they give up on average about 500 yards of total offense. 
so at this point, mm-hmm. um, you know, all signs are pointing to uh, to a, 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 a big time victory. Uh, they just lost to Idaho State this last week, uh, big sky opponent, oh. uh, and then Toledo and Northwestern uh, before that. So uh, I think I think we'll get a chance to to kind of get our get our guys in, get some touchdowns, uh, sit them down, and then uh, get ready for USC the following week. So, uh, but you also can't yeah. overlook these guys either because these guys are going to be playing hard. Yeah. As you say, just like Oregon State, mm-hmm. their their backs against the wall. They want to come out and, and prove that they're not uh, not just a cupcake pushover. And, uh, and and you can't you can't be thinking about USC already uh, next Friday. So yeah. you, you gotta, still got to come out and show them. Yeah, I was going to ask you. Um, do you think Mike Leach will allow this team to look past Nevada to you know for for the big game on set on next Friday night against USC? After losing to two FCS teams the past two years, uh, I, I don't think that we have the, the choice to, or can afford to overlook anybody, uh, especially uh, yeah. a Division One team um, who still has Division One athletes. So you got to you got to lace them up and strap them on, and hopefully Leach is giving them the same same talk. Uh, well, that, well, okay, I want to add. Actually, I just wanted to add after the game this Saturday, um, you guys play USC. Um, is that, is that in Pullman too? Is that down in Pullman on the Palouse? That that is in Pullman. Yes, yes, it is. It should be okay. it should be a wild time. Uh, two, two things. Are you going to the game? I will not be able to attend that. No. Okay. All right. Um, I think I want to ask you is how crazy will it be down like atmosphere wise? How crazy will that game be? I think if uh, if the game was on Saturday and College Game Day were to be there, I think yeah. that it would be even more even more insane than than it will be. Uh, but that being said, uh, Friday uh, I'm sure classes will probably. Uh, I'm hoping some of the students will take a little a little beverage and a and a little uh, <laughs> in their in their in a yeah, little thermos and, and kind of kind of get some yeah, yeah kind of get some some uh, some pregame yeah. going uh, during their classes. Uh, but it, yeah, it should be should be yeah. a pretty wild time, and and they always say Pac-12 after dark is uh, is always a special yeah. time. So look for something look for something crazy to happen. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's running uh, thunder lightning out here. Uh, I'll, get, I'll uh, thank you for coming, Scott. Talk to you next week. All right, sounds sounds good. Thanks.